gets it to first. The Browns are world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reach the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Episode 159 of For Future Considerations. We're going to call it the Missing in Action episode, MIA episode, because I'm here, Manny's here, John's here. Hello. But where the heck is Matt? (laughs) I think he's serving a five-episode suspension or something. (laughs) Uh, He went to Montreal with his uh, partner in crime. I'm sure they had a tremendous weekend, but he was supposed to be back by now. (laughs) He's supposed to be back. All I saw was one picture at the Bell Center, and that's it. I've heard nothing from him since, so we don't know where he is. So he's in jail. Is that what we're thinking? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We'll never hear from him again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did watch my Habs beat the Penguins, so that's a good start. Yeah, not bad Um, at all. But maybe he got, uh, maybe he celebrated too much with the Habs fans and got got put in the jail, got put in behind bars. <laughs> well, there's a lot of organized crime in Montreal too. You never know what kind of people he uh, oh. he got himself in with the wrong crowd or something. I don't know. Right, and he drops his last name, Du Michel. Oh yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna yeah, he fits right in over there. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, how you been, John? Good. Vancouver Canucks are just burning up the NHL. It's great. <laughs> oh, I know we're going to talk about that later. Like, do you give up your fandom after what's happened at the start of the year? <laughs> oh, you just accept that it's going to happen. Every year is always a bad year in Canuck land almost all the time. and You just sigh and... Continue on. <laughs> but you're always pessimistic, so... Well, do is, you see why? Like... <laughs> yeah, hey, guess. they got a but... lead! Oh, no. No. Oh, they got a lead again! No. No. <laughs> so is this... So this is worse than your pessimism. Right? <laughs> right? Like, just when you thought things couldn't get worse. That's right. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. <laughs> well, listen. I. Matt's already started to convert. He's gone to Montreal now and watched the Habs without us. Right. Yep. You're next, Rashad. <laughs> you got to jump on the Montreal bandwagon. I could do that. As long as it's not the Leafs, I would never jump on the Leafs bandwagon. So I could I could be talked into Montreal. I think I could do that. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and... You'll have a place to stay because Matt's living there now. <laughs> He's got the Mafia Mansion. It's it's going to be great. That's right. It's going to be great. <laughs> ah, since Matt is not around, we're going to – we actually scoured the world to find a special guest debater. Get your mind out of the gutter. I said debater. <laughs> And uh, before we introduce that guest, we've got some business to get to, like sending a big congrats 
to our guest on the OT last week. Matt Maggio was named the OHL Player of the Week after recording seven points in three games. Again, our podcast giving people the bump. Yeah, we're going to take credit for this. After all, he appears on our podcast last Friday as two big games on Friday and Saturday. Gets Player of the Week honors in the Ontario Hockey League. It's it's the for future considerations magic. That's right. And I saw him firsthand in Owen Sound, like you said, on Saturday night where he scored two goals. He looked fantastic. I don't want to cheer for the opposing team, but I got to give credit where credit is due. He looked great. Come on, John. You walked up to him and said, you're welcome, right? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> That's right. You're going to have a great season just because of me. <laughs> just because of me and my podcast. That's right. Uh, <laughs> So as much as Maggio was great on the ice on the weekend, he was also a pretty good guest. Go back, have a listen. Had some great stories about playing in Sweden and being at New York Islanders camp. That's episode 158. For Damn. You go, That's right. For you and guys who can't do the math. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 159 minus 1, 158. And uh, we also want to say congratulations to former guest Wyatt Johnston, who scored his very first NHL goal in his very first game with the Dallas Stars. Doesn't get much better than that. Looking to get something established here. Now, Suter sends it down low, waiting for the shot. There it is! Just an unbelievable accomplishment for a 19-year-old who has not looked out of place in the National Hockey League. People in Windsor hoping he returns to the Spitfires. John, I talked to a couple of scouts, and it's 50-50. You know, as a 19-year-old, the rule is you're either in the NHL or in the OHL. You can't go to the AHL as a 19-year-old. And... You can play nine games in the NHL before being sent back. As soon as you play 10, you stay in the show. And uh, um, some scouts say, hey, he's already scored. He's defensively responsible. He's not going to hurt you. Other people think, you know what, let, let him go back and let him light up the OHL again. Even though he led the league in scoring last year, led all of Canada in scoring and won the Wed Tilson Award. I don't know what else this kid has to do. Yeah, I know. You don't need him to go back and build his confidence for another year in junior. I think uh, he's pretty comfortable doing what he's doing, I think. I, I, uh, I think he would acquit himself very nicely in the National Hockey League, but we'll have to see. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah, that's right. And now, on to our special guest, as Manny mentioned. We had to look far and wide, and we found someone who is a fellow broadcaster, someone who loves sports, and someone who we've had on the show before, all the way back in episode 141, when we talked about wrestling. Please welcome back to Four Future Considerations, Phil DeLand. Yay! (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. Ah, ah. Thanks for having I, me back. Hey, Phil, long time no chat. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, I hear you got a fan club where you are at. Are you at a bar? Like, uh, what's going on? It's just, you know, just my family. They're my number one fans. Oh. <laughs> well, that's nice. 
Manny's family sends him to the basement and they ignore him. Right? They no, never appear on this show. It's only because the gym's not done being built yet. Once it's done, I'll be relegated there probably for, uh, you know, offenses against my wife. And then anytime I have to come on here. <laughs> oh, who's that? Who's our fourth guest? Oh, that's uh, my youngest. That's Bryce. He, he's Bryce. a future broadcaster. Hey, two words, Bryce. Get out. <laughs> three words. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's like I once said to one of our co-op students at the radio station, if you ever want to own anything outright, get out of broadcasting. You know, I always thought it was one of those things where they would say, there's no money in radio. And I was like, yeah, you're just trying to hog it all for yourself. And then I found out <laughs> there actually <Right>? isn't. <laughs> right. Radio, radio people are the reason why pennies still exist in this world. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm using them for those $3 scratchers to hopefully win it big. Right. <laughs> so you're you're building a gym. Yes. Yeah, almost that, done. Just uh, need the finishing touches on it that we can get the equipment in there. That's amazing. Good for you. When do you hope to get it done? Uh, hopefully in the next, uh, next week or so. Um, oh, we've got, it's that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got to put some vapor barrier on, then we can drywall it, and uh, we're off to the races oh. and get the equipment all moved in, and off we go. That's amazing. Wow. All the equipment's already here. We've been buying it over the last uh, year or so, plus all the weights that have been scattered throughout my house because I don't have a lot of storage. So it'll be nice to get them out of here and actually into a home. Can't wait to visit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't know if you will visit because last time you were around these parts, you saw everybody else except me, and I'm not taking it personally. <laughs> it's just, you know, you drove right past where I live, and, uh, you know, that was the end of it. So it's fine. It's fine. My feelings aren't hurt. Right. Rashad was <laughs> hogging all my time. That's that, all that was. Well, I mean, it's understandable. Right. You've seen, like, you, know that, you know that guy's ego. Oh. Look, I'm trying to get out the door, and he's literally pulling me back in the house. Yeah, please don't leave me with Jill. Please stay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is here. Please don't go. <laughs> oh, man. Him and Bruno. Bruno had my leg. John had my arm. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, Bruno's a handful, too. <laughs> oh, we're buds. Bruno and I are buds. We're good. Well, great to have you on the show, Phil. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, we uh, picked a good one to have you on. We have a jam-packed show, so let's get right to it. At shortstop, Kiner Falefa. The flip to Torres. And the Yankees move on. The New York Yankees are the last team to clinch a playoff berth in the uh, championship series in baseball. They will face the Houston Astros in the American League, while the National League Championship Series got underway Tuesday night with the Padres and Phillies. Who do you guys like in each? Well, uh, I had the Braves and the Astros, so I guess I'm 50% still in it. <laughs> uh, uh, the Phillies made a mess of my Atlanta Braves. Um, which was shocking, and the Padres upsetting the 111-win Dodgers, too. That's pretty shocking. I think we've said, even Matt had Matt had the Dodgers winning. He, he was carving the Padres for two straight weeks, and here they are in the National League Championship Series. But we have said that we think the National, the National League playoffs are far more entertaining, and I think they're right. Um, although I got to tell you, I stayed up and watched 
the Astros' 18-inning game against the Seattle Mariners. Wow. You trooper. Holy. That was a thriller. Like, it was a one nothing game, a pitching duel, not a lot of offense, but I was glued to my seat, fellas. You didn't do any long blinks and wake up 10 minutes later, Manny? You actually watched the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. And, well, I shouldn't brag because it actually started late afternoon, right? So by the time it ended. That's true, yeah. It wasn't past my bedtime yet, so. It ended around the time a normal game would have ended. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think the Phillies Cinderella run ends with San Diego, but I still like my Astros. Well, I had I had the Braves over the Yankees. So again, the Phillies sort of put a kibosh on that. But I also had St. Louis coming out of the wild card series over the Phillies too. So they've sort of been a thorn in my side right from the get go. Um, I st- I agree with you. I take I take the Padres over the Phillies. I just think they're a deeper team, um, just in general. And even though they lost Tatis right, you know, at a critical time, Soto's really turned it around after, especially after they got him, he was in a bit of a slump, but he's come around enough that I think it sort of fills that gap to help them get past the Phillies. And then, I mean, I guess I got to go with the Yankees. I sort of thought it would be Yankees Astros, which is why I think this is more to your point that it hasn't been as exciting in the American league because it's sort of played out as it's supposed to. Um, So I'll go Yankees over Astros and then them and the Padres in the final. John John was a front runner, right? He had the Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And, uh, the two safest bets and you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> How bold of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay with the Yankees over Houston, obviously. And then um, I think, yeah, San Diego over Philly. Just San Diego's bullpen is just so hot. I mean, they stopped LA. So what more do you need to say about uh, their bullpen? Yeah, and their starting pitching was really good too. Yeah. You know, I, I think they've got some really good arms. Um, although I'm, I'm really interested to watch what the Phillies can do. Can they continue continue their Cinderella run? I mean, they've got the pieces for it. I mean, I mean that's obvious. But getting past St. Louis was sort of that first step. You know, I, I don't know, maybe because I had a soft spot for Yaddy and Wainwright and, you know, Pujols, I, I was maybe kind of blinded by that whole situation to not see it. I've also never really been a big Bryce Harper fan, but the rest of the team is lined up pretty well offensively. But like John said, San Diego's bullpen, they can play a bullpen game and be perfectly fine. And uh, Phil, I asked this on uh, last week's debate and you weren't here. So let's get your perspective. What do you think of the new playoff format? Not a fan. No. <laughs> I, I, wow, no wonder John invited you. He hates yeah. it too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I hate it. So I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I I don't like change for the sake of change. And, and Major League Baseball's postseason definitely needed to be revamped because I don't like seeing teams win 100 games and, and not make it in or lose it on a one-game playoff. And it's like, well, you know, we won 101 games in the season and we got put out to a team that won, you know, 85 and barely got in type thing. It's such is life, I guess. But I don't, I, don't, I don't like how it's, you know, best of three, best of five, best of seven, best of seven. It just – there needs to be a bit more uniformity with it. Even if the wild card series is, okay – it's a one game playoff and then we roll into the divisional series, then the championship series. I'd be okay with that. I don't understand the best of three. 
especially because they're all from the same stadium anyways. It's like just if you're going to do the playoff, do the one-game playoff for those two wildcard teams, then roll into the division series because the teams that had the bye sat for so long and it it affected some more than it affected others, obviously. But now you're asking teams to sit, especially if they go to three games, and then it's like it's just – I don't know. I, I don't like that little setup of it. It would be something that I would change. I don't mind that there are more teams getting in because it was an impossible – it was – I mean – you know, I mean, you guys know this. Like, how often do you go into a series, a season, knowing okay, the American League is going to be Yankees or Red Sox? Jays will likely win 80, 85 games and not make it, and then same in the National League. So, having more teams be in it makes for a more exciting trade deadline, right? More teams are buyers. Some other, you know, less teams sellers makes it a little bit harder to try and just scoop everybody out of the market. But I think the format itself needs a bit of a tweak, and I'd be more happy with it. Like, I think that's easy. You play more double headers in the regular season, so you can start the playoffs earlier. And yes, you're not, you're not playing into November, and if you extend yes. the series, that's fine. Yes, and hey, yeah. if 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 home field advantage is not good enough for you after you win a hundred and eleven games or whatever it is, yeah, then you know well, give them a regular season pennant. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? Like the NHL has a president's trophy, right, for a regular season champion, right? Yep. You know, give them some sort of pennant or mm-hmm. if you want to make a trophy, whatever. I'm sure you could make it the Hank Aaron trophy or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, however, in saying that, I love this format. Without this format, we wouldn't have had the game two debacle of the Blue Jays <laughs> choking away an 8 1 lead. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we wouldn't have had Reese Hoskins with the bat spike. No need for the bat flip, Jose Bautista. How about the bat spike? That's amazing. The Houston Astros, Seattle Mariners, 18 inning epic battle. Wouldn't have had that. Hey, we wouldn't have Josh Naylor rocking a baby around the bases after hitting a home run. Only for the Yankees to do it right back in his face in game five (laughs) when the the, Guardians uh, were eliminated. Like, give me all this drama. This is amazing. You want to make those calls and you want to taunt people like that. You better be prepared because it doesn't always – I mean, we saw at the beginning of the year, right? This was supposed to be the movie for the Blue Jays. Last year was just the trailer. Well, this movie sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I want my money back. (laughs) Listen, guys, dude, where's my car is better than what the Blue Jays did (laughs) for a movie. Well, it depends on the perspective, you know, like from the Mariners perspective, it was a great movie, right? You know, the hero was down and out. We were going to a decisive game three and then the Blue Jays fell apart. So, I mean, there is the there is the excitement aspect of it. But I would I, I would argue that, you know, Major League Baseball playoffs in general, there's just something about maybe it's because they've driven that narrative into your head that it's October baseball. So it's, it's more special. And then all those moments stand out in your head more. So I just, I, I associate those big moments more with major league baseball playoffs. than I do say with the Stanley cup playoffs, maybe it's because there were less games. So it was easier for them to stand out versus the NHL where everything is seven games, but it's just, uh, you know, those moments come along in baseball and, and they just stick with you. Yeah, they really do. I agree with you. 
Uh, now let's talk some hockey as the NHL season is now well underway. Jack Campbell has already been pulled in games with his new team in Edmonton. The Toronto Maple Leafs look a little dismal and lost to the lowly Coyotes on Monday night. And my Vancouver Canucks are the first team in NHL history to blow three multi-goal leads in the first three games of the season. So guys, good or bad, <laughs> what has surprised you to start this season? John, I think we should just start a support group. Just like, <laughs> you know, just, you know, like just for you and I, I yes. know it's, you know, it's. Uh, so, Phil, it's you're a Canucks fan, too, or what's no, going on? I'm a, I'm a Leafs fan. Oh, oh, even worse. I know. But you know what? I, I wear I'm not one of those Leafs fans that, you know, shies away from the criticism. You got to lean into it. If you're going to support a team like the Leafs or you're going to support the New York Yankees, you've got to lean into it. You got to be prepared for the jokes and you got to be prepared for your team to break your heart. It's just, you know, it's uh, it's like waiting for a colonoscopy. You just kind of kind of bite your teeth and be prepared for it. Like it, it sucks, but you got to get through it. And Losing losing Matt Murray already is just a sign of what's to come. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, them's the ways, I guess. Oh, my gosh. That's easy money for me. I won that bet. How long, like, is Matt Murray going to stay healthy this year? No. <laughs> Thank you very much for easy money. <laughs> it should just be the, just take the under on however many games played they have from pegged at. Right? So the lead, like, I'm a Montreal fan. I'm not expecting a lot from the Habs this year. But they start the year by beating the Maple Leafs. And they do it in dramatic fashion with a goal in the final 20 seconds of the hockey game. Fantastic. Matt goes and see my Montreal Canadiens beat up on the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime, too, on Monday. In the meantime, Rashad rhymed off what his Canucks did. The Leafs... Lose to the Arizona Coyotes? They lost to an ECHL team. (laughs) (laughs) The Coyotes have not lost in Toronto in 20 years. Is that true? That's an an amazing stat. Back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes. Back when the city wanted them. Now now they're just into the state. Pretty soon the state won't want them either. (laughs) Well, hey, if nobody wants to go see them play at that 5,000-seat arena, I, I can solve the Coyotes' problems, have them play in Toronto all the all time. All the time. They'll be fine. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, embarrassing to be a Leafs fan. I will say that. But that being said, you know, I there's always that glimmer of hope that, like, you know, maybe it'll work out. Maybe. <laughs> Um, another one just early on so far in the season. Can you believe how many goals Dallas is scoring compared to their opponents? They're uh, three games in, and they've already scored 10 more goals than their opponents in three games. Yeah, the goals for 13, goals against three. Yeah. That's, that's the Wyatt Johnston effect right there. We're yeah. not taking credit <laughs> for that. We're going to take credit for that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the biggest surprise for me um, is probably Boston. Um, you know, they started, they won their first three hockey games of the season. We know that's not going to continue, but they're doing it without McAvoy, without Marchand. Marchand, yeah. Yeah, without Grizzlick. Um, they're missing a couple other bodies as well. I know they have a brand new coach in Montgomery, but I don't think people, many people expected Boston to jump out of the gate like this. That's a pretty impressive story. 
Well, it's impre- it, it it is, but I don't know. I'm never really surprised with Boston. They just they always seem to be there. You know, like they just no matter what they do, whether it's good coaching or balanced drafting, they always just seem to be on point. I apologize. My son's also a Leafs fan. If you can hear him in the background, he heard us talking about them and just broke down in tears. We um, understand, Bryce. We understand. Yeah, buddy. it happens. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, Boston's just always that team that like. And I have Marchand in a couple of my fantasy leagues, and every year I'm kind of like, oh, do I keep him this year? Do I not keep him? And then he goes and puts up 40 goals somehow, and it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to keep him again. The last time Arizona didn't come away with at least oh, God. one point in Toronto, oh, God. October 17th, 2002. Oh, my wow. God. And you know Canadian fans, are they're, they're going to start barking Sheldon Keefe's on the hot seat, Bruce Boudreaux's on the hot seat in Vancouver. Are they really on the hot seat, fellas? It's your teams. Uh, Keith, I would say not. I, I I don't know who. I mean, I would put uh, uh, Dubas on the hot seat before I put Keith because they can only roll through so many coaches before you have to start looking at other management issues beside what your head coach is doing or not doing. And whether that's, you know, poor cap management or – Something has to be done, and there needs to be a big deal done. It's it's difficult when the core of the team has stayed the same for so long and not performed. And you can only blame the coach so many times for that. You can only blame the coach so many times for a quick first-round exit when you've had Marner, Matthews, Nylander, now Jake Muzzin in there, you know, Morgan Riley, like – when you look at the same guys over the last five or six years and the same results, I mean, how many times can you just say, oh, it's the coach's fault. They're not playing for the coach. Well, send them to a different coach. Yeah, and then in Vancouver, um, a lot of people have resigned themselves to the fact that that team is never going to win as long as the Aquilinis own that team. And then also you yeah. can blame Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin. They didn't get a big defenseman uh, who can help them during the offseason. And then I think um, Bruce Boudreau, uh, they are talking about, is he on the hot seat already? But he's won some good well already? in that city because he turned them around in his first season. So I think if he can um, get the forwards to play a little more responsibly and uh, come back and help the defense a little bit, and if uh, if ownership or the general manager will get them a defenseman, I think Bruce Boudreaux is pretty safe in Vancouver. But we'll see. Yeah, like, I, I, I sort of see where you're coming with with Vancouver because I looked at your blue line were shot. I mean, I don't know half the guys playing defense for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, that's true. Where, <laughs> where in Toronto, Phil, if you're the GM, you're kind of the boss. Yeah. Even though Dubas may be on his last leg here and running away from the Coyotes, pun intended, <laughs> um, uh, he can fire the coach, right? Yeah. He, He's got that power to fire the coach. So I I think he might pull the trigger if they don't turn this around sooner rather than later. Well, he'll keep firing coaches just to make it look like he's doing something because he won't right. trade he won't trade one of the big guys he signed because then that would be admitting his defeat. Right? If he just keeps firing the coach, it can be oh, it's the coach's fault. My signings had nothing to do with it. Our guys are the best. And they'll just, you know, keep rolling with that. This is why I miss the days of, you know, head coaches that were also general managers and just get rid of them both at the same time. <laughs> and I think Dubas realizes if Toronto doesn't do anything this year, he's out of a job anyway. Well, so, I mean, last year they said that. They said, you know, it's got to be something better than the first round or it's a bust. If it's another year of 
potentially missing the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot or even going out in the first round again. Yeah. I mean, then what? Like they were already talking about that this off season. Well, he's on the last year of his deal, right? He, he famously said before the season began, um, this is my team. I'm, I'm, I'm going with them. So he's got, he's got, he doesn't have a contract after this year. So, he may go down with the ship. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the ride or die mentality, right? He he signed these guys. He wanted to lock them up, and he, I mean, I I guess to his credit, he'll ride that wave right until she runs out. Which maybe there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, you know, I you know want to preserve my contract and try and get a future job somewhere else. And this doesn't look good on the resume if this is what you've put together. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Oh, wow. And now it's time for our play of the week. And this week's winner is from the National Hockey League. Now a shot. Oh. Rebound! Oh, and off the bar and a stick. He's made him in every which way. That's incredible goaltending. That puck probably was gonna go over top of the net, but nonetheless. Jake Allen makes an incredible save with the paddle of his stick. Despite what Mickey Redmond said, I think that puck was going in the net. That save was phenomenal, and it was voted by you as our play of the week. Come on, Mickey Redmond. I like Mickey Redmond, but he might be losing his vision. That was going top corner. That was a tremendous save. By the way, we got a write-in candidate for the play of the week after Tennessee's dramatic victory over Alabama. For the win for the Volunteers. From 40. On the way, a knuckleball. He got it! Adam from Kingsville thought that was our play of the week as the number six Volunteers upset the number three Crimson Tide. That was a heck of a big-time kick. Yeah, like, you're in college... As a 20-year-old, if you miss that kick, you are going to get the shit kicked out of you. (laughs) Now he's a hero, and he's got dates lined up for months now in Tennessee. He's good to go. (laughs) Like, how many times did he have to change his underwear? Right? They, uh, They take it pretty seriously down there. Did you see the fans storm the field? Oh, like they'd won it all. Yeah, tearing down the goalposts. It was incredible. It was historic. It was terrific. (laughs) And they had to start a crowdfunding campaign to replace them? Yeah. They started a crowdfunding campaign, Rashad. That's right. Oh, my God. They got over 20 grand already, so. Wow, good for them. That's hilarious. By the way, guys, do you have an opinion? Do you like uh, college football or the NFL better? I mean, we know I'm a CFL guy, but uh, what, what is your preference? Hey, that's two of us. Really? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Heck wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. Now another reason I find out why you guys, yeah, well, why okay. Phil's on this show. Rashad, who <laughs> did you, what's going on here? so i uh through through my grandmother uh who was a a football uh, aficionado more so than i am uh, i grew up a bills fan as a result 
Um, and up until re- recently, that was quite sacrilegious because the Bills have sucked. Uh, and then CFL as well. I mean, that was sort of the thing. You know, went over to my grandparents' place and they had the CFL on on a Friday night or a Saturday, and that was what we watched. You know, Grey Cup Sundays. It was great stuff. Great times. Oh my God, Rashad! But I got I got to say I I, I I don't follow college football. Um, you guys are missing out. Well, I've heard it's exciting, and uh, you know the money that's on the line with those games is absolutely incredible. I've just recently started doing more sports betting, so maybe I'll start betting on some college football because it just seems like it's more numbers than it is like actually about the individual players. It's just kind of like, hey, here's the spread, and here are your odds. Bet the game and carry on. Yay, Alabama! <laughs> Well, not last weekend, but <laughs> how, so who's your CFL team? The Argonauts. Go with the Argos. Yeah. I, uh, I was later, uh, I was after pinball, but I was, I followed them when he was coaching them. I was uh, too young for his playing days. Uh, so it was more Damon Allen for me. And then uh, Ricky Ray after that. So that was nice. my, uh, yeah, that was my CFL experience. You're aging yourself, buddy. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I know very much so. I know. Well, and I, I know you were around for its inception, right? You were around for the first yeah. Grey Cup? Yeah. <laughs> you covered it, right? For the CBC back then? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Con- Conridge Holloway is my boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Man- Manny wearing the orange CBC blazer? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? (laughs) That, Come on. Emmanuel Tolbert? That was my name back in the day. Did you just Wikipedia Grey Cup 1 and rhyming off names now? Is that all you do? Listen, back in the day, me and the Argos, Emmanuel Tolbert, Conrad Holloway, we were tight. Yeah, 1909's Grey Cup. Yeah, was that you were there for that? My parents named me after Emmanuel Tolbert. Well, there we go. Okay, all right. You learn something new every day. Sure, it has nothing to do with my Portuguese heritage. No, not it's at all. It's all about the CFL. I didn't. I also didn't know you were Portuguese. I have a now ex uncle who was Portuguese. Ex uncle. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't want to know how that happened. Doesn't did, matter how it happened. Did they run into Matt Dumichel in Montreal. He uh, so. doesn't. Doesn't matter how it happened. He's. Uh, we don't. We don't talk about it. Yeah, seriously. So we got an Argos fan. Rashad's all about the BC Lions for some unknown reason. Just because he grew up in BC, sure. Like that's a reason. Wow, there's nothing else to do out there. We all know that Zach Caleros is the best player in the CFL, next to. Conridge Holloway and Emmanuel Tolbert. So. <laughs> he um, just signed a new deal with my Blue Bombers, so he's not going anywhere. But to answer your question, John, college football is the best. Like, have you been to a college football game, Phil? Even Rashad's been to a college football game. Uh, not in the States. I did some um, some work for Ryerson University uh, out of out of school, uh, but uh, I know that does not compare to anything that goes on. I've had friends that have gone down to college football games, and from what they've told me, they're basically as big, if not bigger, than some NFL games. Well, just look at this past weekend. Some of the games are highly entertaining, even more so than the NFL. Mm. Like that Tennessee-Alabama game was crazy, unbelievable. 
So and next it, time you come down, Rashad will bring you down. Okay. And we'll go to a Michigan game and tailgate. We don't oh, even I'm have to go that. in the stadium and you'll think it's the best time ever. Yeah, Ann Arbor on game day is something to be seen. I've never seen anything quite like it before. It was uh, We've done it, I think, twice, and it's wild. All right, let's do it. Michigan it is. They're blue, right? That's their colors, blue and gold or something? Blue and maize, that's it. There you maize go. And blue. All right. Got it. All right, I'm down. All right, Manny. So speaking of uh, football, how about your team, your Philadelphia Eagles, are still perfect 6-0 and to start the season. The Bills what? won a huge game against Kansas City. But uh, I want to talk about the losses by the Packers and the Buccaneers. So do many other teams. We got a Facebook message from Freddie in California and emails from Matt, Dave, Ian, and Bobby. They want to talk about what's wrong with Green Bay or Tampa Bay or both. So my question to you guys is which team concerns you more, the Packers or the Bucks? Did you say Freddie in California messaged us on Facebook? Yep. That's legit. Oh, man. That's big time. <laughs> you guys What's have made it. Way to go. To us? <laughs> He's, he lives That's where like show this. business is. He's got a million choices of things to listen I... to and watch other than us. Well, we do have friends in California who listen to us. Right? Well, yeah, they're moving up here, aren't they? Uh, have they moved yet to Michigan? I haven't heard yet. I don't think he has. <laughs> the flying Dutchman who calls himself the Bonin Lalons in our in our football league. So <laughs> it's a good thing that we have another fan in California who's listening to us. How about that team name? Ooh, that's a great team name. <laughs> Speaking of the Bonin Lalons. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady uh, are struggling. Phil. Well, Rodgers has already called – I don't know if you can say called out, but he's already looking for a new wide receiver. Um, that was through ESPN, I think, earlier this week. He's, he's made, what, the, the suggestion or heavily implied that they'll be looking for a, a wide receiver sometime before the trade deadline. So I think that's sort of – speaks to where they're at as a team being just three and three and sort of expecting more out of them out of the especially out of that uh that division i just i don't know maybe it's because i don't follow it super religiously but i didn't have the vikings uh leading at five and one i certainly had the packers more so um but the i don't know the bucks again the bucks are sort of that team that it's like yeah three and three but there is the tom brady factor i i mean He's obviously not Tom Brady of old, but it's, I mean, he's still it's Tom Brady. It's hard to really go against that. You know what I mean? So you're more concerned about the Packers. I would be more concerned about the Packers over, over the Bucks. Yeah. And it might, and again, that compounded by that is the, the, the hot start that Minnesota's had, um, where the Bucks are still in, you know, I think they're, they're still in first technically at three and three with the Falcons. So there's, there's still room to play with there, but the Packers, they've fallen behind now. So I'd be more concerned about that than I would the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers, maybe, you know, maybe he can make the young receivers better, right? Like, they're, they're rookies, right? It may take them some time. They've only played six games, you know. Maybe he can turn that around. I'm just more concerned about where Tom Brady's give a shit meter is. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, right? like he's yeah, forty-five years old. 
Yeah, personal issues right now off the field. Yeah, right. He's getting he he chose football over his supermodel wife, as they apparently oh are getting a divorce. Right. Oh boy. Oh boy. He gets Wednesdays off because he needs a rest day because he's forty five. Yeah, and then he, last week he goes to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday. His former mm-hmm. owner doesn't do the walkthrough with the team the next morning takes a private jet to join the team in Pittsburgh and then gets caught on camera berating his offensive line, yeah. the guys who are paid to protect him in the football game. <laughs> like, Just the kind of guys you want to upset. Right? If I'm one of those guys, I'm like, I'm here oh. Wednesdays. Yeah. I'm here Fridays. Uh, I did the walkthrough. I'm protecting you. And yeah. you have the gall to ring me out on national television? Meh. You know, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered the stuff that did come out about uh, about Tom. And, um, oh, God, I'm making a fool of myself now because I'm, you know, being recorded. But I think it was <laughs> I, I think it was Ben Roethlisberger that, that said – he said something along the lines of, like, he didn't think Brady wanted to be out there last week. Like, he just looked uninterested <laughs> – in playing the game and you know from one from a former player to pick up on that i think that does speak wonders too just so to your point if he's half-assing it off the field yeah i mean there is concern there for sure then are you ready And now it's time for Rapid Fire, and let's start with the news from Tuesday, as Amazon in the NFL announced that Prime Video will exclusively stream a newly scheduled Black Friday game beginning in 2023. What do you guys think of that? So Amazon is starting its own game now? The NFL is allowing Amazon to create its own football day? Oh, that's not good. Right? (laughs) Talk about the commercialization of sport. Okay, so we've got Thursday night football. We have the Thanksgiving Day games, right? Mm-hmm. Which have been yep. a tradition in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're going to go non-traditional and let Amazon create its own football day and stream its own game on Black Friday now. Well, and for a league that's already been criticized of commercialization, like you said, and, you know, over, like the, the Super Bowl alone draws that criticism with how expensive a 30-second ad is. Now you're bringing Amazon, freaking Amazon, into the mix. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see it as being... A good thing. I can't think of a downside off the top of my head other than further commercialization of what is supposed to be one of America's pastime. And maybe this just goes down to, you know, maybe I'm going to start watching more college games because of it, because I don't want to see more advertising for Amazon than I do, you know, football games. And you'll just see ads like, oh, sorry, we ran a football game during our ad campaign. My bad. Well, I, I, this sort of smells like what John and Matt and I have talked about for the last few weeks where – you know, like if you you can't well, stream NHL games now in Canada without Sportsnet now, um, Major League Baseball playoffs are not available on the MLB app in Canada because Sportsnet has the rights. Yeah. So are, are you going to have to buy Amazon Prime now oh, to watch yeah. this Black Friday game? And that's the only way to watch on this Black Friday game? Well, they like, can't be worse than those Apple TV oh, baseball games. Right? Like, <laughs> it's... 
I understand people are cutting the cord and don't have cable, but... But at the same time, you shouldn't have to have buy 17 different streaming services just to be able to watch a sporting event, especially if it is. I mean, it's only one game now. So what are you going to do? You're going to have a bunch of people sign up for a seven day free trial to watch the game, and then they're going to cancel their subscription. And then the next year rolls around, they'll sign up again with a different name. It'll be Ron to shot and just why then cancel his subscription again. I like that Ron to shot. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> he cleans he cleans Jill's uh pool, but I, I don't think she actually owns a pool. It's really strange. Oh uh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> What's going on? Depends on what kind of show we have now. <laughs> it's always awkward. The pool boy was here. Wait a minute, we don't have a pool. Oh, wait, wait a minute. A minute. Never mind. Uh, I made you supper. Shut up and eat. <laughs> Here's a sandwich. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> well, see, see now, Phil, you're coming to our side because that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks is that soon soon everybody's going to have to buy like multiple streaming platforms just to watch sports. And it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. But it's And it's already like that because, I mean – we tried to work out a deal through the family of who's going to have what streaming service to watch what shows. Okay, well, we'll use your Crave. You can use my Netflix. And, you know, now it's like, well, I want to watch the Jays in uh, a playoff race. Oh, well, this game's going to be on Apple TV. So now we got to get Apple TV. And it's like, oh, for crying out loud. Like, okay. So now all of a sudden, yeah, if you want to watch this Black Friday game, you're going to have to get an Amazon Prime subscription. And I'm just waiting for somebody to bundle all the subscriptions together and reinvent cable. <laughs> <laughs> It may happen. It might happen. The one thing I'll give the U.S. though is it's a lot cheaper to do this down there than it is up here. That's the one thing. That's like, true. Like ESPN Plus, they have most of the sports, and I think it's like six ninety nine in the states. Like I don't mind paying that, but when it's twenty four or thirty two dollars a month, like it is up here, well, that's ga- that's that's half a tank of gas now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like- Canadians are getting screwed. Oh yeah. It's true. Well, and I had the MLB network for a while um, just because I liked watching a lot of the games and I was doing all the fantasy stuff. And when they would black out games in Toronto, it's like, well, that's kind of annoying. Like I live in Toronto or like I live in the GTA, I guess you could say. And now you're blacking out these games because they're supposed to be on cable. But now you want us to get streaming services for other games. Like it's just it's not it's not conducive to, to you know, be able to watch them. Right, to fans, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? You're trying to garner fans here. That's right. At least with the YouTube games, they're free, right? Like, for right now, the YouTube games aren't on YouTube Premium. They're just on YouTube. That's just a tease, Bill. They're just Yeah, that. Well, yeah, that'll be next. It'll be, well, now you got to sign up for YouTube Plus or Premium or whatever it is to be able to watch the games. And we got a question from Rob in Collingwood about Carlos Correa, who is opting out of his final two-year $70 million deal with the Minnesota Twins. Rob wants to know where we think Correa will sign. Oh, how great is that? You got you could make $70 million over the next two years. I'm going to opt out. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, after having after having an okay season. Must be nice. Yeah. Right? Had an, had an okay season. I mean, not a bad season by any means, but not a stellar season. And he's going to opt out and and play his and try his cards on the free market. With my luck, he'll sign with the Jays, and it'll be an absolute disaster. Um, 
Well, I, I really wanted the Tigers to sign him and not have Ibaez at the beginning of last year. Yeah, I was going to say, how did your Javi Baez experiment work oh out with the Tigers? God. It was it pretty was good, awful. wasn't it? No, I it heard was, it was. I heard it was good. You know, big shut name it. guy. Shut <laughs> it. You know, Tigers made a big, t- big name signing. It was supposed to turn things around for them. Hey, hey, Bryce, keep them quiet over there. Jeez, um, <laughs> like. The only reason we don't have Correa and we have Baez is because the owners didn't want to pony up for a multi-year deal for Correa. But I think he's going to get it. Like He probably can you, will. Can you name the Philadelphia Philly shortstop? Oh, off the top of my head, no, I can't actually. Right? It's Bryson Stott. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who? What do you mean? You don't even know who that is. I only know that because of, you know, because of fantasy. And I saw his name at the top of the waiver list. <laughs> Nobody had them. Right? <laughs> so the Phillies are making this run. If they think they're really close, maybe they sign him. You know, the San Francisco Giants, if they don't if they don't get Aaron Judge, maybe Carlos Correa is the backup there. Or maybe they sign both. Well, if they but, get Correa, what do you do with Brandon Crawford? I mean, unless you're not banking on Crawford being, um, being full-time next year. Um, Correa, I could I, – I feel like – He's going to the National League regardless. I don't know why, but I, I feel like it's going to be a Phillies deal. It could be St. Louis. It'll be somewhere over there. And one of these teams that made a run or wants to make a run is going to sign him. I don't see him signing. He's not going to sign back with Houston. I don't see him signing with an American League East team because, you know, why would – I mean, the Red Sox are trying to keep Xander Bogarts for all that's going to do them. Um, but I think you're right. I think he's going to end up in the National League. It's just a it's just a question of of where in the National League. Well, what about if the Giants do sign Judge? The Yankees could sign Correa. Is that the prevailing theory that Judge wants to go to San Francisco? Is that has that been put out there? He's from San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. That San, San Francisco is going to make a make him a huge offer. Oh yeah, well they would right? absolutely. So um, I'm just thinking if Judge doesn't go to San Francisco. Crawford is 35 years old. Maybe the Giants settle for Correa instead. Yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, I mean, to your point that if if Judge does leave, the Yankees may wait and see, and then they may make a push to try and soften the blow of we did lose Aaron Judge, but, hey, look, we we picked somebody else up. And uh, Ken, an avid listener in Burlington, is messaging us since it's the start of the NBA season this week. He wants to know what we think the Raptors are going to do this season and where they'll finish. Are you a big basketball guy, Phil? Uh, I would say I'm more of a Raptors guy than I am a basketball guy. And what do you think? I I think a playoff team, and then I think a first-round exit. I I think they've got the pieces to make the playoffs. But basketball is one of those sports where it's like, you know, one or two guys can make all the difference, and everything is sort of so predetermined that you can kind of pick how things are going to go, especially in the playoffs. So if, you know, I feel like the Raptors have what it takes to be in the race to make the playoffs, I think they will make the playoffs, but I don't see them going very deep. Yeah, I think the Raptors make the playoffs too, but the East is so tough. Like, yeah, Boston's really good. They went all the way to the NBA Finals, right? Yeah. Milwaukee still has Giannis. They're going to be fantastic, right? Yeah, Milwaukee's yeah, always going to be in it as long as they have him. Again, that's right. the one person can make all the difference. This is a big year for the 76ers with Joel Embiid mm-hmm. and Harden, right? It's it's time to put up or shut up with them. Well, um, especially with Harden. Right? So they, they, I can see them going all in this year. 
the Brooklyn Nets, they still have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right? They're still really good. For now, yeah. That could blow up and be a disaster, or they could be really, really good. Miami's still good. Atlanta yeah. got DeJounte Murray to play with Trey Young. Um, Donovan Mitchell joins Cleveland. Like, oh, my God, the competition is hard. Like, yeah. I think the, Rap- the Raptors get into the playoffs, and they don't get a – they don't get home uh, court advantage in the first no. round, but I do think they make the playoffs and then bow out. I think they're a top eight team in the league, so I think that keeps them in it to make the playoffs. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't see them getting much past that. So then, do we all agree that it's the Bucks or the Seventy Sixers in the East? Then, do you think? I would say so. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably say Bucks. To be honest. Right. Yeah, I, I like the Bucks to go back. I I would love the Denver Nuggets in the West to make it. Oh, that'd be um, a good pick. Right? They got the Joker. He's fantastic. He's won back-to-back MVPs now. And they get the Canadian back, Jamal Murray, who missed all of last year. I would love to see Denver make some noise and get all the way to the final. Do you think they will, or do you think it's Golden State in the West again? See, Draymond punching Jordan Poole and not getting suspended – you know, maybe maybe Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr they can they can sort of calm the the nerves there in that situation. I don't know. I ju- I just think that's bad juju there. Right, right. So, who are your uh, early picks for NBA champions then? I'm 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 gonna go with the Nuggets. Hmm. How about the Joker against Giannis in the NBA Finals? I'm going to go Bucks. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go Bucks. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be different. Am I going to go 76ers or am I going to go Golden State? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, you know it. (laughs) I'm going to go Golden State again. (laughs) Shocking news. The guy who likes the Vancouver Canucks for some reason picks front runners in every other sport. (laughs) Uh, nothing if I'm not predictable I'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) don't you know pump it up you've got to pump it up and now it's time for pump it or dump it we received this submission from Jason in Toledo and it's about the baseball playoffs he submitted this song that the Philadelphia Phillies play at their stadium That song is called Dancing on My Own by Callum Scott, and this is the remix with Tiesto. So, fellas, pump it or dump it? So, this song is huge in Philly right now. They Every time the Phillies are winning, they're playing this song in the stadium. They were playing this song. Fans were singing the song without any music in the subway system <laughs> after Philadelphia won their series against oh the Braves. God. They played this at the end of the Eagles game. When the Eagles beat the Cowboys. Like, Philly is going crazy right about now. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know, Manny, how you always bug me about how I know uh, weird little facts about music and things? Yeah. You want to know who did this song originally? Who? 
Do you remember Robin from the 90s, the Swedish singer? Yeah! I had the hots for her. Yeah, this is her song. I don't know if she wrote it, but she performed it first. She performed it? Yeah. Wow. I was going to dump this song. Now I'm going to pump it. (laughs) I was a huge Robin fan back in the day. We got to pump it then. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Pumping it. I love this song. She kept asking me to show her love. Like she kept saying, (laughs) show me love. She was was talking to you specifically. Specifically. She was speaking to me. Through the radio. Yep. Speaking to me. Through your eight track. She was talking to you. I get it. Rashad, what was her other big song? Didn't she have like two big songs? You would know. Show Me Love, love was one, right? What's the first one? I don't know. Jeez, I got it. I'm trying you. to sing it in my head to get to the chorus. Do you know what it takes? Is, yes. Is, was that yes. the song? Yep. Do you know what it takes? Which one was better, Rashad? Because I know you know. Show Me Love, I thought was better. A hundred percent. According to the Wikipedia, it was released in 1997 for Manny specifically. Well, how about that? <laughs> she kept talking to me. So I'll just go ahead and edit the wiki and we're good to go. Wow, I did not think we were going to talk about Robin on this, this week's show. No! You no. never know what you're going to get. I like it. I'll, keeping me on the seat of my, my, on my seat here, I like it. But now I'm going to go back and listen to Dancing on My Own by Robin. It's a little <laughs> dark. It's a little bit dark. Oh, okay, so it's not Tiesto happy or no? <laughs> no, it's a little melancholy. It's a little bit dark. <laughs> okay, I'll stick with Tiesto. <laughs> but Robin, give me a call if you want me to show you love. So, <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of another debate. A great episode and great job by Phil, right? Yeah, great job, Phil. Oh, thank well you. Done. I appreciate it. I, I like being on this show. It's exciting. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, other than your uh, CFL fandom? I thought you did a fantastic job. Listen, I kept it to sports. I didn't bring up anything about my gym. I did about well, other than the gym I'm building. I, I didn't bring up anything about you know uh, about the about uh, the fitness world. I kept it to the sports that was on the rundown. I tried to keep it professional. Hey, we'll have you back to talk about fitness as soon as I'm able to put down the seven beers that I've had while we've recorded these episodes. Those are calories. Calories in, calories out. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I love it. Phil's now my new fitness coach. It's okay. Absolutely. I just got certified, so we're okay. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, well, Phil, here's what we're going to do from now on. On Friday nights for CFL football, I'm going to come over so I can watch the games so Jill can keep watching her Hallmark movies through the Christmas season. Oh, I will save you from the Hallmark movies. Absolutely, John. 100%. I'm not that far from you. Come over. We'll watch the CFL. I will not subject you to another Hallmark movie filmed in the Blue Mountain Village that's trying to pass off as a ski resort in Utah. <laughs> Phil, tell me. Tell me you can you can convince Rashad to stop watching 90 Day Fiance as well. It's oh, not- that, I, I can't. I, I've, I still watch 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I can't convince my God! Him to- <laughs> No wonder you asked this guy to be on the show. That's the third strike, Rashad. That's the trifecta. I'm never going to be allowed back, am I? Oh, my God, Rashad. 
my uh, the little the little uh, group we have of our friends may or may not have got one of the 90 Day Fiancés as a cameo for their husband too. Oh no way! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? It was uh oh god what was his name? He uh, was uh, it Sinjin. Soldier Boy. It was Sinjin. No, not Sinjin. Soldier Boy. Oh, Sinjin. It was Sinjin. Yeah. yeah. I don't he's even a, know he's who from, these guys are. He's from South Africa. He has long hair. He's kind of a free spirit. Very free spirit. <laughs> yeah. And his and wife at his, his wife at the time was not so much of a free spirit. She just kind of complained about her leg being broken. <laughs> uh, see, you guys have already said more than I even know about this show right now. Come on, Manny, join us. It's okay. Oh. If you ever, if you ever feel bad about your life, just watch 90 Day Fiance and you'll instantly feel better about the decisions you've made, even being in radio. Oh my god. Uh can we move on, please? Yes. <laughs> all right, oh all right. God. All right. So uh, with Matt being off, uh, we're not going to do an overtime episode this week. Only one episode Thank is needed. God. It's filled Phil did such a good job with this. I thought you guys were going to say the OT was about 90 Day Fiance. I was about to lose it. <laughs> no, my uh, I, got a, I got a young kid here that's losing his mind, too. So he's past his bedtime. So okay. that'll be the overtime for me. <laughs> all right. Good, <laughs> good, good luck. Uh, you, you can well, follow us all week long on social media, though. So definitely do that. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. And then Future Considerations on Facebook. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors, too. London Awnings, quality that shows... Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sports training and nutrition. And Phil, give your gym a plug. My Oh, uh, I don't have a, a plug for you yet. I'm working on FarmFit as my brand. Uh, and when I have that all together and the master plan is complete, I will be sponsoring your show. Oh, there Sounds we go. Sounds good. Fitness, fitness, fitness and farming all under one roof. That's the plan. Nice, nice. And don't forget, if you have any questions for an upcoming debate, send us an email at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Thanks for listening today. Thanks again, Phil, for joining us. We'll catch you next time on For Future Considerations. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard... One of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.